Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Burntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Burntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. Hello and welcome to Extended Play. I'm Keza McDonald. With me is Alex Simmons. Hello. And Daniel Kruper. Hello, everyone. So this is a new feature series that we're trying out. What is it? Well, (laughs) we basically pick a game that's out and we talk about it in depth for about three weeks. So this week we're going to talk about it. The game's Deus Ex, by the way. Continuously for three weeks, yes. This week we're going to talk about it. Next week um, we're going to be reading out what you think of it. And then the week after that we've got a special guest who was involved in actually making Deus Ex, who's going to come in and respond to all of that feedback. Give us some insight as to how the game was made. Exactly. So this is basically, this is your chance to talk other, somewhere other than the review comments. Yeah. Once we've all had a chance to actually play the game, which I think is probably a good idea, right? Yeah, if you love the game and you care about it, then we need to hear from you. Because without you, this is nothing. Exactly. Indeed, the whole point of Extended Play is that we get feedback from all of you. Yeah, and we just want you to play the game along with us. Yes, and then we can all discuss it together in one big happy game-playing family. Kind of yeah. like a book club, but less uh, less feminine. With less pages. With less, less starchy. Pages, yeah. Less starchy. Less, uh, in, less dangerous to trees as well. Uh, but we should start with a word of warning, because... This is going to be packed with spoilers, obviously. On um, Deus Ex Human Revolution. Yes. So if you haven't played the game uh, or you're going to play the game and um, you don't want spoilers, then switch off right now because we are going to be ruining this game for yeah, you. Yeah, definitely switch off. Um, but first, uh, so Kez, you've played it for quite a few hours. Same with you, Daniel. Yeah. What mm-hmm. are your first impressions? Um, I'm a little bit overwhelmed by it all because I've not played Deus Ex before and... I started out thinking it was one type of game and then it became another and then I realized it was any game I kind of wanted it to be. Um, And that kind of overwhelming sense of choice and the way that I could determine the way that I played the game, at first I found that almost inhibiting. Yeah. And then I realized that it wasn't. It was the opposite. It was actually empowering. Mm. Um, What about you, Keza? I think playing Deus Ex before doesn't really have anything to do with human revolution. I think there's there's a, there's an ethos and there's a, a kind of approach and attitude to gaming that it shares with Deus Ex, mm. but it doesn't share much, you know, doesn't share a universe, doesn't share a character. Right. I think probably I reckon only about twenty percent of the people who are going to be playing at Revolution will have played the original Deus Ex. Definitely, that would yeah, be my estimation. Um, but yeah, I, I've very very much enjoyed it. I think it comes on a bit strong at first. It, it goes very very deep into a lot of kind of you know, this is the setting, this is Sarif Industries, this is how it's all going, this is yeah. this is what's happening, and, and it's it's a bit difficult at first. There is a big exposition yeah. dump at the beginning, yeah. but necessarily so. I but think. then the great thing about it is after that huge exposition dump at the beginning, it just leaves you to it. And it has all the narrative there. It has all the texture and background there, but it has it in ebooks and it has it in newspapers. It just yeah. leaves it in the background and you can overhear conversations. It doesn't force it down mm. your throat like games so often do. Yeah. So I'd say, my, again, the first impression for me would be that it's, it's more than it seems to be. Yeah. Well, so you mentioned choice being overwhelming at first. Because, I, I, see, I disagree with that. Like, I like the fact that there was choice, but it, I wasn't so overwhelmed. It was just like the subtle choices. I could go this way, that way. I could be a pacifist. I could be uh, a mentalist, which I chose to be. <laughs> <laughs> like, like Darren Brown. Yes, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Um, but why, why did you find it overwhelming then? Um, I think just because a lot of games I've been playing recently kind of hex you down a particular pathway. Yeah, they funnel you very, They funnel very you, they bottleneck yeah. you. Yeah. Lots of other 
pointy pathways and they lead you to objects and you just get hectored continually and continually whereas this I realized that if I died I didn't have to do the same thing again no I could I could way. I could change it up whereas um I think a lot of games it's just you know what you have to do and it's just sometimes beating your head against the wall yeah. until you actually complete that but it's, there is a level of hand holding there because obviously you know, it points out your objective quite clearly but how you get there is kind of up to you. It's like you've got to get to this point on your radar. It's been so long in a game since when I couldn't do something properly I've actually thought, right, is there a different way to do this? Because yeah. yeah, usually yeah, yeah. it's like, oh, the game is not letting me do it or yeah. I'm not good enough or something's happening that's meaning I'm not getting past this point. Yeah. And it never feels like you're connected to that. And in Deus Ex, you do feel connected because you try something else and it works and you think, aha, that's better. I, I've never spent so long looking up in the air if there's any air vents or something like that <laughs> rather than just kind of looking you know, straight down a corridor, which is what you tend to do in these kind of games. Yeah. Yeah. Like constantly looking for like a walkway above you or something that it's, that's kind of a bit of a hint saying that there's a different way to do this and that might be, you know, worth checking out. Yeah. And I, leaving boxes as well to climb on top of things. I made the early decision to turn off the orange highlighting of objects that you can interact with. Yeah. Um, this is a great thing about Deus Ex, incidentally, is that it does have the option to turn off objective markers. See, I didn't realise that at all. And that, I, I'm going to do that as soon as I get home. It does, it does right. make it much more... You know, it feels more like the original Deus Ex, which Authentic. will be a good thing for some people. And also, it's good that it's there as an option because yeah. there are some people who will just will not be bothered to play it without the you know the highlighting. Yeah. But I found it really helped because it made me look properly. Like I was looking around for air vents. I was looking around for stuff. I wasn't just looking around for the orange marker. Yeah. Yeah. Which I mean, I, when when I first saw that preview and I saw the orange markers, I thought, oh no, it's going to be too obvious. Yeah. But even with the orange markers on, I don't think it's that obvious. No, I don't think it's yeah. like they've done a good job of concealing a lot of the secret stuff. So you have to kind of look around if you want to find it. You know, there, there's the obvious route, but nine times out of ten, there is an an alternative route, and maybe even one uh, on top of that as well. So, mm. but I, I like the fact that it gives you that the choice. It's not, you know. It's not Nazi-ish, not perhaps the right word, but they're not making it so uh, inaccessible that people who, like myself, don't have that much time to play it uh, can't enjoy it because you've got the easy difficulty level, which means you can enjoy the story for what it is without getting killed every five seconds. Mm. Uh, or you can you know, crank it up and then switch everything off if you want a pure kind of gaming experience. I, and, and that, for me, is the future. Yeah, it's not Demon's Souls, is it? No, it's not like here no, is no, the no. game. If you do not, if you if you want to compromise, then you're a pussy and you shouldn't be playing. It's yeah. not like that. It gives yeah. you the option, but it also does have the you know the very uh, if you have six hours to spend on it, then you can turn all that stuff off and just yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. immerse yourself. Yeah. But I think also the the point of choice. We we're all experiencing the choice in the gameplay, right? Stealth or you know attacky and conversations and as conversations well. as well. But do we feel like it's actually affecting the story at all at this moment? I mean, there's certainly for bits me not a huge amount. It, it, room by room, yes. Because how I clear one room, whether it's stealthy or shooting to that level. But uh, as I mentioned on the written article that's going to complement this podcast, it's, you know, I accidentally killed all of the hostages in one of the rooms. But there was no real consequence of that. I think, well, you know, my sidekick had a few sort of like horrible words to say to me, but then I just sweet talked her with a single word and she was fine. I just thought, oh, that's a bit weird. There are some bits where there are, certainly, I remember the first, uh, in that first mission, yeah. there was the secondary objective where you have to rescue the hostages. Yeah. Uh, I didn't manage to do that. Uh, yeah, because of the bomb. And then, um, uh, yeah, they all died. I'm oh, they all died. That. Yeah. Oh, Sorry, hostages. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't manage damage. to do it, but I wonder if that's actually going to matter later on. I know at the end we had the, the weeping woman whose husband was one of the hostages, and that was yeah. I felt very bad about that. But I am interested as to whether this stuff will, will have longer-term implications. I, mean, I don't think it's Mass Effect, Yeah. but no. and I'm not quite sure. I'm, I'm still not quite sure on that 
I think it'll be interesting to see how that develops. Yeah. Uh, so just on you know, on the the boss thing where you have to kill the the head of the kind of pacifist group. Did you save the woman there? I managed to save the woman. Yeah. I didn't manage to save the woman. No, neither did really? I. Really? I'm not very good at this. No. <laughs> I didn't like. I wanted to. Don't get me wrong. I wanted to save her, but I ended up just killing the guy. Yeah, exactly. I think you had did three you options. Did you kill the woman if you kill the guy? If you kill the guy, did you kill yeah, the woman? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I thought I'd be fast enough to yeah. pull my gun and That's shoot him. Yeah, you were supposed to be augmented, right? But. It's really well, yeah, exactly. I was really slow and ineffectual. But but I I think the fact of the matter is it's if you choose that option she dies. Yeah. You you don't get the option no matter how fast you are you can't shoot her. Uh, and so I felt a little bit like on oh, balls. I, I think, I I think there's, there's kind of a way for a game to to force it. So it's I think that whole first mission was a very elegant way of the game going. You've got to do stealth and you've got to consider talking mm. around because mm. I mean it punishes you really harshly for trying to play like an FPS in that level. Yeah. And yet later on about three hours in, you can actually start playing a properly Rambo style and it's not right. so much of an issue. Right. I think that's just the game asserting itself. Right. Okay. And being like, you have to talk people down. If you just choose the shooty option all the time, it won't always work in this game. Yeah. Trying I to think educate you. Yeah. I think it was quite subtle, actually. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what about the art direction? They've made quite a big fuss of that. Jean-Jacques Belletet, the chap who's in charge of the art of this game. I've spoken to him loads of times over the last three Mr. years. He gets, Amber. he gets wheeled out, yeah. wheeled out and sat down at every single press event. Uh, I actually think it's quite successful. Um, I think cyberpunk and video games have always been, certainly since I've been playing mm. games, always been intertwined. So I don't have the, uh, oh, it's not as good as Blade Runner attitude yeah. to it, which some people do. And Tom had an issue with that as well. Uh, well, I, you know, I think it tries to be Blade Runner, but I don't think it quite succeeds. But there's a lot more to it than Blade Runner. It's more distinctive than Blade Runner. I think so. I think it, it's it, kind of the, the Renaissance vibe that's in there. That's it's there in the sort of costume design. Mm-hmm. Um, you said that there's fleur de lis patterns on a lot of people's clothing. Mm. Uh, but I don't know how successful that meld is, though. Yeah. I think it works quite well in that it's certainly distinctive. I, I find what I find distracting, and I think everybody agrees on this, is, is the orange. Yeah. I know that's a really glib thing to say that it's orange, but it is pretty orange. Yeah. In, in the same way that Fallout is brown, this yeah. game is very orange. It's, it's ruin the game. It's, it's, not, it's, no. not, it's not a criticism to say it's orange, it's just that it is. That's its yeah. palette. Yeah. 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 It's yeah. not avoiding that. Um, and and in that respect, uh, I see. I wasn't sure if that was just kind of where I am up to in the game, but that sort of theme continues. Doesn't it does. It? it does get more varied, definitely. <laughs> I mean, after about hour six, deeper the, shade of red. It goes. It goes back and forth between orange and not orange. I'm finding. Like. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think of Detroit itself as a setting and how they've realised it? You think it's quite successful? This I, kind of. I do. They they looked at. Uh, I saw a photo essay on the internet recently, um, about two months ago, about the. Uh, the dereliction of Detroit because they've got all these buildings in Detroit they can't do anything with they can't afford to demolish them so they've just got all these like ancient it is a broken city yeah yeah yeah, these beautiful 50s Mm. buildings nothing's happening to them and if you look at Deus Ex it is kind of a logical extension of what happens when you let a city decay for that long Yeah, I think that's quite affecting I know that Detroit local news actually made a big deal out of Deus Ex and we're like look we're in a game (laughs) Detroit is the the murder capital of the US or it was for a long long time Mm, it it took over from New York and it's been used in several films as this kind of nightmarish futuristic city and Robocop Robocop in particular yeah I think it's a good illustration of what happens when capitalism goes wrong Detroit well motor city yeah yeah uh, well, that's the whole point of Day Sex, isn't it? It's like we yeah. just kind of got to the point, the tipping point, and the world kind of went a bit wrong for a while. Mm. But I think you have to be in a world that you want. In games like this, you have to be in a world. The world has to speak for itself. You know, it's all very well showing you 60 cutscenes and telling you exactly why you ought to care about everything that's going on. What Deus Ex Human Revolution does really well is it, it naturally makes you care about these things and it puts everything there. The context and the texture is just all around you at all times. And I think that actually soaks into you over hours. Yeah. Um, just to put that into I'm about 
12 hours into the game now, a little bit longer perhaps, and it does just soak over time into you. I'm, I'm totally sold on it now. I've yeah. totally bought into the fiction. Right. See, I think I'm just before that moment, if I'm going to have that epiphany, I'm about sort of five, six hours in. At the moment, I'm still finding the setting and some of the characters quite alienating, quite cold. Yeah. Um, the environment unengaging. I kind of like... Um, the overarching story in the sense of intrigue and mystery that I feel like I'm just stumbling onto the conspiracy elements of it. But um, yeah, I've not had that realisation yet that you have. Yeah. How about uh, you, Alex? I, 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 the same. Like, it feels like there is something big and exciting about to happen, but it hasn't quite happened yet. So I'm still kind of like, you know, what's going on here? How does everyone feel about the exploration? Because when I first started up Deus Ex for the first few hours, I thought, oh, there's not going to be much. There's not going to be much uh, exploration here. Mm. It's, it's not Fallout. Yeah. It's not Oblivion. But actually, as time's gone on, I found myself just climbing up buildings, going in the fire exits, just right. breaking into people's apartments randomly and hacking their computers for fun. I've spent oh, hours really? doing oh. that. Yeah. The sewers. Did you break into someone's apartment? And you're on the computer. And then while you're browsing their emails, somebody comes into the room. Oh, yeah. Scared yeah, the life out of me. Yeah. <laughs> I felt I was doing something really, really naughty. <laughs> but just reading their private correspondences. See, but, but again, I wonder if that has consequences. Well, yeah. yeah well, the thing is, you, yeah, in that particular mission, it does, right? Yeah, right. you end up killing this um, sort of drug addled. Well, I didn't kill him. I just tranquilized him. He's coming him. at me with a bat. <laughs> I didn't know what else to do. No, I, did I trank him? No, I think I just <laughs> shot response him. response to everything. Yeah. <laughs> Give him roofies. Don't, don't surprise Creeper. Yeah, <laughs> He'll rip your head you. off. Yeah. I did find that, that that illustrates something very cool about the game, actually, which is that when you're in a hacking minigame, everything's still going on around yes. you. Yeah. It doesn't just freeze the game. So you'll be in a hacking minigame and you'll hear someone go, who's there? Who's there? And you'll just have to come out and run away. Yeah. Rather than just be like, <laughs> I, remember in, uh, I remember in Oblivion, I was part of that. I was a big thief. I'm a bit of a klepto in games. You really are. Well, not, I love not just to in steal games. stuff. No, in general, I'm always nicking things off your back. desk. <laughs> like a magpie. Stealing tiny things <laughs> off their desks. Um, yeah, in Oblivion, I, I remember running on foot for about 30 minutes all the way across the map to try and find my Thieves Guild representative so that they could buy me out of the enormous amount of uh, uh, bounty that was on my head. And I was being chased all the way across the world by these like 10 or 11 guards right. just chasing me all the way, all the way there. Eventually I get there, I get into the door I get into the conversation and in the background I just see four guards with their swords raised in the background completely frozen in time. <laughs> I bought myself off and then um, came out the thing the guards just all looked confused put the swords away and walked back to the city. <laughs> I thought that, that was a brilliant moment but it was, yeah. it was not very realistic. Whereas yeah. in Deus Ex people, people are looking at you and if you're sitting there hacking people aren't magically immobilised. So That's if, if really it was in Deus Ex you'd end up having to run around in circles while talking to the person <laughs> who can buy you <laughs> while they're chasing you. Yeah. Actually the mini the hacking mini game itself I think kind of it's almost microcosmic of the entire game whereas you just thought oh it's a hacking mini game I, can, yeah. I don't have to read the instructions yeah. I, just, I just press a button it'll be fine yeah, I so like, yeah. what? yeah I, 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 I've, I've, I fucked up from that like I didn't properly kind of I thought it's going to be easy to just be like Bioshock or something like that and um, yeah the, the first throw, I think that's why A I killed all the hostages because I didn't learn how to hack properly you really have to think about it and work out a strategy before you get going and start the hack which I think you know which is great yeah that's, yeah. yeah, you're right. It is microcosmic of the whole thing. There's, there's a lot more to it than you think there's going to be. It is cla like it's classic me and probably most gamers who don't read manuals. Headstrong. Every time you see the kind of tutorial bit pop up saying, this is how you do advanced combat. 
fuck that and I know how to do that and then you get your ass handed to you on a plate very very quickly isn't that refreshing though I found yeah. it because I did the same I skipped the tutorials I was like yeah, yeah. whatever left left trigger to cover right yeah. trigger to f-, and it just yeah. totally wasn't yeah. like that left trigger to aim yeah no no, 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 no. no not actually yeah. we're going to use that for something else it is weird because <laughs> the controls are all, even like picking up ammo and stuff which I would normally expect to be on automatic um, yeah X or whatever uh, is on the other button it's like hang on a minute that's throwing me a little bit and I the fact that you don't get iron sights when you're ducking out of cover you just have to click oh, in the right stick for that, don't you? Do you think that was an but intentional? You can't get it from cover, though, can you? you I don't know. I don't think so. Do you think this was an intentional design point I or do. decision just to find it alienating and I say, do. actually, what you know, you're gonna have to relearn yeah. for this game. You're absolutely right. I think yeah. again, it's the game asserting itself. Yeah, being like, this is me. This is what I think. But I think Deus Ex. We should we should wrap this up really because we've been talking for a while. Yeah. But I think at the moment, the the main success of the game for me is the is just that whole thing that this is what I am. Get used to me. But I'm not alienating. I don't find it's an alienating game. I think it's very natural. Yeah. And I think the main success of it in, in my mind so far is the writing, the narrative, the texture, the, the world. That's great. The actual stealth and gunplay, I'm finding it serviceable, but it's not why yeah. I'm playing. Yeah. Yes, I, I agree. Um, is that the end of the first extended play? I think, I think should, it is. Does anyone have any more closing comments? Well, it, uh, for me, it's more about, you know, I'm only scratching the surface. And I think, yeah, I agree with you. I started playing it like I would any other FPS and I had to quickly relearn everything that I've kind of, well, everything I know for the last three years or whatever. So it's kind of sort of going deeper on that and finding what the game has to offer. Um, because as I say, you know, I'm not that absorbed in the storyline yet, but I'm hoping that I will be. Mm. So uh, over the next week, I'll be putting as many hours in as I possibly can. Cool. Um, thank you for everybody for listening. We're going to be playing Deus Ex for the next three weeks. Play it along course, with us. Yep. And, um, but yeah, most, most importantly, your uh, feedback. we need to know what you think. Just as important as what we think. In fact, way more important probably yeah. Definitely. is what you think. Um, so you can send in your feedback, what you think of the game, what you think of what we said about it to the email address, which is extendedplay at IGN.com. Yep. We've also got Twitter and Facebook, which are... Twitter.com slash IGN UK. Or Facebook.com forward slash Team IGN UK. Yes. And obviously, there are also comments threads. So comments if you right. feel like leaving yeah, a comment so we'll, in the comments threads... Yeah, so leave a comment anywhere. Can. We'll find it. We'll collate it. For next week, we'll stitch them together. We'll have a little symposium. Excellent. Looking forward to it. Until next time. Until next time, farewell. Bye. Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.